Welcome to episode 82 of the Damage Control Podcast and the latest edition of the Damage Report. I'm John and I'm just one half of this podcasting super team and like always, it is my privilege to introduce my trusty co-host in the Walter White to my Jesse Pinkman. Here's Ryan. Say my name. Uh, I, I did say your name. I am the one who knocks. I do not understand what you are doing. Tread lightly. I am so confused right now. Fuck you and your eyebrows. Whatever, yo, bitch. <laughs> we both fly the geek flag proudly, but for different reasons. For example, I read comic books. And I went to film school. All right, you gotta lose the voice. Which makes us the perfect duo <laughs> to review the latest superhero movie or sci-fi blockbuster. And bring you all the news and notes from the geek media universe and somewhere along the way. We will tell you what we are watching, and we will tell you whether or not you should watch it too. Yep, that's that's the story. Hey, Ryan. Hey, John. What's up? <laughs> not much. It's Wednesday evening. That was that was me being super cash, super cool. It was cash, weird, man. It was really What's weird. Up? Yeah. It is Wednesday. Go on. You were telling us. We're more than halfway through the week, although for me, I'm extra more than halfway through the week because I am taking most of Friday off, and I'm very excited about that. So, for most of the world, it's Wednesday, but it's actually your Thursday. Sort of, yeah. It's I your mean, I'm college gonna go night. Into, You're going to go to the go... clubs. You're going to have yes, all the cocktails. That's exactly what's going to happen. No, I'm not taking all of Friday off, so I can't go crazy tomorrow night. Uh, but I'm going to leave before noon, so that'll be fun. I, uh, For many years, I have railed against the uh, American work week. Well, what now is, I guess, like the world standard. I mean, not world over. I should not be so ethnocentric here, but... Uh, I believe that the, you know, making the move to a four day work week would probably be like one of the most helpful things for, you know, uh, work life balance, mental health, all those good things. Yeah. I think I would be more productive if we moved to a four day work week. I'm a big fan of the idea. Yeah. I, I am too. So long as it's not, uh, as, as, as long as it becomes a 32 hour work week. Uh, because I work a 40 hour, four day work week in the summers and it's a bitch. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying the 40 thing has to, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how that would work out, but, um, three days off sounds beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with and you. This, this was, is, this is not, this was impromptu social commentary, uh, while we talk over each other. Cause this was not on the run sheet. This was a surprise. Because that's what we do when we podcast at very high level. Things just come to us. We just pull that's topics true. out of the thin air and we, and well, we discuss we cover, the hard-hitting things. That's right. We cover the important topics on the Damage Control Podcast. Sprinkles. Eyelash incense. privilege. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of hot sports opinions about incense. Burning some right now. Smells like a opium den in my bedroom. All right. Uh, Ryan, we had some listener feedback. Uh-oh. That did not come to us via social media, <laughs> did not come to us through our Gmail account. Uh, it was up close and in person. Uh, but no, uh, listener Philip, I'm not going to give him the tag loyal listener yet. We'll give him a few, few more months before he gets that tag. Uh, but listener <laughs> Philip uh, was talking to me about our March Madness segment where we did the uh, birth movies death bracket that they put on their Instagram account. Yeah, wherein wherein we discussed uh, and kind of went through the full bracket of uh, greatest franchises uh, in cinema history, and mm-hmm. it came down to me. It came down to the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus Star Wars, and of course the MCU won for you uh, because you're you and you don't give one iota about this whole geek thing that we do. You had the MCU going up against Rocky. And I guess Rocky won or something. Yeah, I gotta stay true to who I am, John. I can't bend my my tastes to our audience or to you know this arbitrary. You know, we're a geek media podcast, so we have to please the geeks out there. No, like, because the last group the... you want to not be on your side is the geek community. Ryan, we're fierce. <laughs> we're feisty. We're surprisingly uh, eloquent in our trolling. Uh, I don't know about that. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I'm just pulling that out of my ass. Um, oh, got a cough. <clears throat> all right, I'm better. Um, where was this going? I had a point so in all this. Philip, Philip said something. Oh yeah, but I was going to continue to making make fun of them. For one, it's not arbitrary. For two, shut up. Uh, but yes, Philip came uh, to me with some with some feedback, and he made an excellent point. And that's the only reason it's making the show tonight. He uh, said that it. He thought it was surprising that at least two franchises weren't included. Um, one of those being the Lord of the Rings franchise. It's a great which would point. Include, which include the would include the Hobbit, and then also, uh, and I'm super surprised both that and this are not on the list. Uh, the Terminator franchise. Like, oh, I, yeah. I would I would be much happier replacing like Chucky with Lord of the Rings and Elm Street with Terminator. I mean, the the difference is not going to be, you know, stark for me. It's still going to come down to the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus Star Wars. But he made an excellent point. No, that is a great point. Yeah, I guess I just... Uh, Lord of the Rings was something I thought of, like, the next day. I was like, why isn't that on the list? It never would have occurred to me to add Terminator to the list because... I tend not to think of the Terminator franchise as a franchise because there's only two Terminator movies that count. The rest of them are just god awful. Um, well, so... that's true of a lot of movies on that. Uh, oh no, that's true. That I mean, basically none of the Chucky movies are good. They're fun, but they're none of them are good. Uh, but I just like I guess because there are so many Chuck. I guess there's a lot of Terminator movies at this point too. It's a great point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I mean. Arnold Schwarzenegger is like 97 and he's about to make another one. So, yeah, there's a lot of them. Was that an exaggeration? Is he not 97? Well, he's up there. I think he's... He sure doesn't look it. He's in his he's 70s in his at 70s. this point. Yeah. He and Stallone are around the same age and they're both in their 70s. Speaking of which, Stallone has been Instagramming up a storm as they have rolled cameras on Creed 2. And it makes me makes my heart so happy. Is that all you have to say about that? Yeah, I just wanted to say they rolled cameras on Creed 2. Stallone's been posting videos. You can tell he's excited. It makes me excited. Can't wait to see Creed 2. Yeah, he's just he's just anxious to be relevant again, you know? <laughs> Stallone is a freaking artist, okay? You leave him alone. What, does he like paint or something? Maybe like a little Bob uh, Ross action? Would you watch a paint. show, like a Bob Ross-style show hosted by Sylvester Stallone? Yes, Yes. Where he, where he Every day of the weekend, twice the on trees. Sunday. Hey, paint the little trees. Is a happy little trees. And the <laughs> forest. All the forest creatures. Adrian! You know, when you make fun of that, his voice, you're making fun of like an injury that he got as an infant, right? I make fun of little kids all the time. You watch YouTube videos <laughs> where babies fall down. It's hilarious. Why should I feel bad about that? <laughs> Plus, most of my behavioral issues are, uh, you know, because of me being dropped on my head as a child. That's uh, not true. true. It explains that's, a lot. Well, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? But sadly, it's not true. Ryan, how do you feel about 3D movies? Um, I am ambivalent towards them. I don't hate 3D in the way that some people hate 3D. Like, uh, I hate but 3D. I, I hate it. Yeah, exactly. But... Uh, I am also not typically one to go out of my way to see something in 3D unless it's been specifically shot for 3D, you know? Like, when the new Avatar Avatar. movies come out, I will absolutely see the new Avatar movies in 3D. Uh, If if Whenever they come out in 2037. 2020, my friend. 2020. Keep telling um, yourself that. If they were to shoot, you know, one of the new Star Wars movies or something... With 3D cameras and with the idea of 3D in mind to enhance every shot, then yes, I'd be happy to. But your typical just like, oh, we're releasing this both in, you know, uh, IMAX and in 3D and regular. I'd rather, if I'm going to pay premium, I'd rather see it in a large format without 3D. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't love the format at all. In fact, uh, I do my very best to avoid it. I think we've discussed this on the podcast before. Because uh, I don't like wearing glasses on top of my glasses. It's a glasses problem. You wouldn't understand non-glasses wears. It's annoying. But also, I mean, there's just not much benefit to it. In fact, I think it kind of makes the experience worse. Unless, like you said, it's a movie actually made for, um, you know, made with 3D in mind. Instead of just something that happens after the fact. Anyway, to that point, 
Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, Variety had a story recently. It says domestic 3D movie tickets are seeing a significant decline. Uh, they reported that 3D ticket sales dropped 18% between 2016 and 2017. With 2017 3D ticket sales contributing only $1.3 billion overall domestic box office receipts. Compare that to 2010 when I believe they made up a $2.2 billion. So a drop-off in that eight-year period of like a billion dollars per year. So Yeah, the, pro- the only problem with that, com- that's a bullshit comparison though because the only the reason it's... a bullshit comparison and also it's... your face. Mm-hmm. It's a bullshit comparison because the year they're comparing against is the year that Avatar was in theaters and Avatar Agreed. made like a crazy amount of money and we haven't had right. a hit like that that was so dependent on 3D. So like, yeah, of course it's, there's a huge difference between the two. Yeah, it's like uh, looking at years where uh, parents name their newborn sons Tom based on like the years that the Patriots win the Super Bowl, right? There's going to be a decline in those non-Super Bowl winning years. What was I the don't best know what we're talking uh, analogy? About right now. Oh yes, you do. As much as I play up the whole arbitrary nature of our our geek connections, you like to play up the whole like I don't understand the sports ball talk. Are we talking Foosball. about Tom Brady? Yeah, I didn't say I was a fan personally. He just came up naturally, organic. So what, what you're trying to say is that people transitions. People, People name their sons Tom ruining. in years that the Patriots win the Super Bowl more than they do in years the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl? Yeah, man. Because, listen, some cold and lonely, not lonely, but some cold and sad uh, New Englanders, the minute uh, that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick host that uh, trophy, you know they're getting down to some lovemaking business and there's some Super Bowl babies being born. And they're being named Tom. They're being named Brady. They're being named Gronk. <laughs> what is Gronk? Uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski plays tight end. Um, you don't know about Gronk? No. I don't. Sometimes, I don't watch the sports ball. Sometimes I'm disappointed in you, but like, what I'm feeling right now. Is to a level so beyond just ordinary disappointment that I don't think it has a proper name. Hmm. Well, that's fine. I'm glad to live up to my reputation. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you like Ryan's hot takes and lack of knowledge about sports ball, you can follow him on his personal Twitter account. See what I did there? Uh, he is yeah. at Ryan Ferguson 83. You can also follow me on my personal account at adult onset nerd, which you will occasionally hear sports ball talk, but I also have a separate Twitter that I don't talk about here, but you can find it if you wanted to, that I devote specifically to sports ball. Only wait, usually wait, when you uh, have a, you have a third Twitter account that I don't know about. Uh, yeah, but I, I, it's mentioned in my Twitter biography or whatever that's called, you know, profile. Huh. I say I tweet about sports here, and it has my oh. other handle. Oh, well, I need to follow yeah, that account. Be- because, you know, I tend to live tweet Packers games, um, and by- oh, I don't God, really never live mind. tweet them. But, you know, I'll tweet out uh, celebratory tweets that are pointless, but make me feel like I'm a part of a cultural experience. And uh, I don't want, you know, to annoy everybody. So, anyway. Got it. What was I talking about? Twitter. The tweeters. You can also follow the official Twitter account of the Damage Control Podcast at DamconPod. That's at D-A-M-C-O-N-P-O-D. And if right now you're a little annoyed with Ryan because of, you know, the way he kind of pits himself against the geek community and the sports geek community, (laughs) then you should make an effort to follow the Twitter account because I voice that account and uh, it hurts Ryan's soul every time I get another follower. But I'm still lagging far behind his Instagram account, which you can also find by searching (laughs) Damage Control Podcast on Instagram. Go on. What were you going to say? It doesn't hurt my heart heart when you get a new follower. It makes me feel better. I feel so bad for you. He's so lonely in your little sad Twitter corner. Yeah, and I hate talking about it because I swear it's, you know, like I just need to buy some followers. Like if I was really intent on showing you up, I'd just buy some followers. Like That's you've terrible. done with the porn That's bots unethical. on Instagram. That, no, that is not what happened with Instagram. I organically totally got those happened. followers. You gave Instagram like $15 and you're like, hey, hook me up with like 45 Russian porn bots so I can beat John. <laughs> 
and they gave you 45 Russian porn if bots. Only um, it were that easy. To find Russian porn bots? I'm pretty sure we're going to find a whole bunch by just talking about it right now because that's how the internet works. Uh, you can also email the show, Damage Control Podcast at gmail.com. Ryan, are, are you ready? I'm ready. Craig Glenn! You are looking live. Live from New York! We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And now, it's time for the Geek Media Minute Live! That's right, it's time for the Geek Media Minute, which is a segment where I formerly bend time and space to bring all the news and notes in the Geek Media Universe. What? Why are you laughing? Because I keep talking about something I did seven months ago? It's been so long. Yeah, it's been so long since you've actually bent time and space to bring you all the news and notes in under a minute that's why i say i formally you you don't give up the ghost you still bring it up like it's a thing you might do at some point i just like that line um and so i'm gonna (laughs) keep it in perpetuity and you can get over it um but like i mentioned uh, basically with this segment i'm just gonna keep changing the format but keep calling it the geek media minute i'm gonna have a different idea every couple of weeks and today i had a new idea so this week we're changing things up uh, with a brand new segment that I'm calling Up Top, Down Low. So, Ryan, I have scoured the internet and hand-selected by hand the five biggest news stories in the wide world of geek media. But every coin has two sides. I have also chosen what I think are the least important stories in all of geek media. Aren't you excited? I'm glad that we're going to spend equal time on the least important stories. <laughs> Well, not equal time, but I'm at least going to bring them up. All right. For the for the for the high five part of this up top, uh, uh the CW, which uh, of course is the, a haven for geek-centric TV shows. They have renewed nearly all of their comic book-based TV shows for the 2018-2019 TV season all but one. So they've announced that Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow and the new Black Lightning, as well as Riverdale. All those have been renewed for uh, for a se- the season that will air in the fall. iZombie, though, which I brought up like last week, has not yet been renewed. So Variety reports that a decision decision about that show is not expected to be made in May. That's confusing. Wait. Maybe until are these, May? Are, these shows are all part of the same cinematic or like television universe? Like Riverdale is part of the Flash universe? No. Did I say that? Oh. No, no, I just I did not say that. Arrow, oh, okay. No, I mean the Arrowverse is you know that contains Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and Black Lightning. So most of those, yeah, they're a part of the same universe. They've done a lot of crossover stuff. Got it. We should probably but, talk about them more because, like, as far as geek media goes, which is not an arbitrary thing we do, it is who we are. Um, but I, I'm super behind, and some of those shows I have no interest in watching. I'm going to be honest. Like, I watched I a tried, little bit of Legends of Tomorrow, and I'm just not going back. I tried one or two of them a couple of times, and I had no interest, so I'm not watching them. Yeah. I think Flash is probably the strongest. I've heard good things about this first season of Black Lightning. but uh, And, of course, I do love the Riverdale, but only once it comes back on Netflix. So as soon as they put season two on Netflix, I'm there with just a bucket of popcorn and all my feels, baby. All of them. So many feelings. <laughs> all right. Uh, story number two, Marvel's Fantastic Four, Ryan, are back. It's a little comic book story. Uh, Marvel Comics editor-in-chief C.B. Sabolsky appeared in a video uh, to make this big announcement for the publisher. He said, the first family is returning to Marvel on a monthly ba- basis. Uh, writer Dan Slott, who's a longtime Spider-Man writer, and artist Sarah Pacelli will launch the new Fantastic Four title, which features the four original members Ryan, can you name uh, all four members of the uh, Fantastic Four? Uh, Stretchy Man, Flamer. (laughs) uh, Let's not be offensive here. Let's back up and not offend an entire community. Flame Guy. The Flame Guy. The Flamey Guy. Sorry. Uh, So Stretchy Man, Flamey Guy, Mm -hmm. uh, See-Through Girl, and Rock Man. (laughs) those that's what they would be called like if you went to the dollar store and they had like knockoff <laughs> action figures that's what it would say rock man from the <laughs> fabulous four people super team 
anyway, the previous volume of Fantastic Four ended in 2015, so they've been kind of uh, out of the public eye for three years since the Secret Wars event. When And I'm going to read this because this is as comic booky as it's this show's going to get. When they left the Marvel Universe to live in a pocket dimension and rebuild the multiverse. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, and not surprising news. And we are kind of, uh, we haven't really looked at geek media news in a couple of weeks because of my laziness. Okay. Sure. That's one way to put it. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> my attention being on other things is how I was going to put it. But mm. you, of course, you had to cast me in a negative light. Anyway, uh, so this, this story is maybe more than a week old at this point, but it's big. And it's familiar. Uh, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and the New Mutants uh, are delayed again. 20th Century Fox has once again postponed the theatrical releases of those two movies. According to something called Tracking Board. Don't know what that is. Uh, X-Men, Dark Phoenix has now moved back from its November 2nd, 2018 uh, with a new February 14th, 2019 release date. So that's not a huge jump, but... It's not insignificant. The bigger one for me, and the most confusing one, is New Mutant. New Mutants, which slides back nearly six months, moving from February twenty second, two thousand nineteen, to August second, two thousand nineteen, which means it's now sixteen months later than its original April two thousand eighteen release date. It was supposed to be released this month, and now we're talking about uh, not August of this year, but August of next year. This is uh, my favorite sentence in this article. In this new date, Josh Boone's New Mutants will debut opposite Nickelodeon's Door the Explorer. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. Hmm. Ryan, are you excited so, at all you, for... Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, you have some commentary. You may go now. Dark Phoenix is the movie. New Mutants is the TV show. I'm following that correctly? No, they're, bo- no, they're, both, uh, they're both movies. Uh, new Mutants, well, so you then- remember, was, was my like most anticipated movie because it was... Uh, it was the horror take. It was going to be kind of a yeah. more horrified movie. And I was super excited mm. about it. And so that opening opposite Door of the Explorer means that there's going to be a Door of the Explorer. Oh, we talked about that, too. I remember that now. We talked about there being a Door of the Explorer movie. Wow. No, oh, well, I don't. So good for you. Uh, I was going to ask you, are you excited about Captain Marvel, the Brie Larson-led movie? Is this something that excites yeah. you? I mean, okay. I don't know anything about that character, but I like Brie Larson, and I think uh, a period piece set in the 90s sounds like a fun thing that will also be sort of depressing, um, just because I'm old enough for my, you know, like like my teenage years to be in a period piece. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good, but, it's a good uh, feeling. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, sure. I mean, I, again, I don't know anything about it other than they are going to feature scrolls, and when we get some time, maybe I'm right now, listening. I had a, a really interesting conversation over text with loyal listener Richard about what the scrolls might mean in Captain Marvel. But if he's right, it could be super spoilery for the MCU. Oh, well, hold on to that thought. We can talk about that some other time. Okay. Um, not only should we be excited about Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, because I think she's going to be fantastic, but we also... Uh, get to see some uh, surprising returning cast members. With this being something said in the 90s, we get to see some people come back and play themselves as younger versions of themselves. Uh, but anyway, Marvel has announced the uh, they officially started production on Captain Marvel. Um, uh, Clark Gregg coming back as Agent Coulson, Agent Phil Coulson, um, or as Tony Stark wanted to call him, Agent Agent. Um, I love Clark Gregg <laughs> and I love this character. He's such a big part of the mcu but it's just weird that he's been gone for six years from it or at least from the um the actual cinematic side he's been on agents of shield in that time but he's never come back to the mcu and it's it's always felt like they should i mean that was such a motivating thing that happened in the avengers that was supposed to be the thing that brought the team together the death of agent colson and so it just kind of seems cruel that he's alive and well and he wasn't Mm. well for that whole stretch but anyway He's certainly alive uh, and doing his thing, and they just never came back to that. Um, so it'll be cool to see him back. But along with him, Lee Pace will uh, apparently reprise his Guardians of the Galaxy role as the Kree Zealot Ronin. He was the hooded guy with the big hammer thing, in case you're confused by that. I don't remember that at all. He That's was the, the big one? bad in Guardians of the Galaxy where Star-Lord has the dance-off with him. I mean, he's not that exciting of a villain he had the I power thought that stone. was michael rooker's character 
No, that's Does Yondu. Like... Yondu oh. and Danta. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm forgetting. Is, I can't is, even. I can't even picture name, him in my this head. This is name confusion. See, this is. Yeah. It's not that you don't know who he is. This is like my Alan Moore and Frank Miller confusion. I just, I just mixed up some names. It's okay. It's forgivable. <laughs> that was so embarrassing for you. It really was. It's going to be something that, like, it's going to appear on my headstone. Like, once confused Alan Moore and Frank Miller. I know who they are. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is a name that I struggle to pronounce, but I know who he is. Jamon Hansu? Jim, Jim, how do you say that? You know who yeah, I'm talking I, about? I, I'm, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm not Gladiator. sure. But he, yeah, but he was in he was in the like the, the first scene of Guardians. He's the Yes. Like, well he's My he's, name is Star Lord. Yes. Who? Who? That yes, guy. that guy. He played Korath, and Korath is also coming back. So that's exciting. Ooh. They also released the official description, um, which sounds pretty cool. Based on the Marvel comic character first appearing in nineteen sixty eight. The story follows Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Set in the 1990s, Captain Marvel is an all-new adventure from a previously unseen period in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is why loyal listener Richard's theory is probably not going to turn out to be correct because I think they're just going to focus on the Kree Scroll War, Ryan, which is a big part of the comics, and not what Ryan was, or not Ryan, Richard was probably talking about, which was the uh, Secret Invasion storyline where Scrolls replaced some of our heroes without us knowing it. Well, that is what he was talking about. I have a question, though, separate from that. Okay. If Carol Danvers is supposed to become one of the most powerful, whatever it was you Where's just said. Where's she been all this time? Yeah, is there going to be some explanation as to why she hasn't popped up again and why she's not in Infinity War and stuff? I think the, the answer is going to be that uh, she has been protecting uh, the cosmos. Um, I think that's probably going to be the explanation. It's not a great one, but it is what it is. Uh, anyway, and then finally for the, uh, the high five, the up top, um, and this is not, this is sad news, but it's big news. So that's why it's being featured here in the high five. Uh, Deadpool cartoon has been dropped by FX, but, uh, the Glover brothers, uh, Donald and Steven Glover, um, and Marvel could continue on question mark. That's, I don't know. FX has dropped plans to air Marvel animations, upcoming Deadpool animated series orchestrated by Donald and Steven Glover citing creative differences, which sounds like bullsh to me. It was originally announced last summer. The Deadpool cartoon was given a 10 episode series order by FX with plans to debut it in 2018 on its FXX sister network. So this is sad because I was really looking forward to that. I think uh, a Deadpool adult oriented cartoon would have been perfect, but do do we know if it was made already or if they were they were they still like in the writing or production uh, stage? I think since this story came out, uh, Donald Glover, I think they were had been writing it because he leaked a script for I believe what was supposed to be the finale, uh, and then one um, cartoon studio. I don't know the people who'd actually be doing the animation released like a little like I don't even know sizzle reel where they mm-hmm. did some animation over um clips from the actual deadpool movie just to i guess as a demonstration maybe of, of what they of were what it would look like it. that's yeah. interesting i wonder if they should just shop it around to like if i mean it's, t- it's tricky because the rights are going to be owned by yeah. fox so well um, that that is the tricky part because they own the cinematic rights to deadpool but deadpool has shown up in other cartoons i believe and like uh marvel has done cartoon stuff with uh, like the x-men for example without fox's involvement and so maybe um it doesn't apply to cartoon rights i don't know it's very cartoon people not real people i have no idea (laughs) i was just thinking like it's it's very possible that it just needs to end up on like something like netflix or hulu where content and ratings aren't an issue because i would imagine that was probably one of the bigger sticking points for them is whatever tone and you know sarcasm humor they were going to use maybe they were bumping up against what's allowed on cable you know yeah but it, any like most anything is allowed on cable it depends on how like which part of cable it is sure. um because like even something like the shield on fx there wasn't there was a line that even the shield couldn't cross but hbo can do whatever the hell they want yeah, but depends. like the league, which moved over to FXX, is a horribly crass and inappropriate show. 
So you'd think FXX, which is really hard to say, FXX. Sounds like I'm trying to say some strange Latin word. Uh, anyway, it seems like they'd be able to get away with it there, and that would have been a good home for it. But, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Making the jump to something like Netflix or Hulu would, would seem smart. Um, but it's not like, I don't know, it's not like Donald Glover needs the money. That dude's, that dude's uh, killing the game, as they say. All right, uh, now it's time for the down low or the low five portion of this segment. We'll run through these real quick. Uh, apparently, there's a complete non-story that uh, came out today that the Flash standalone movie will no longer be called Flashpoint, um, which was, let's see here, in an interview with Ready Player One screenwriter Dan Mazzo, um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. He said he'd worked on a draft of the Flash movie when it was titled Flashpoint, seemingly implying that the project is no longer titled Flashpoint. Um, and then the Hollywood Reporter's Boris Kithen followed the piece up with a tweet saying, I didn't say they weren't adapting Flashpoint. All I said was that it wouldn't be titled Flashpoint, but maybe I've said too much. So apparently the internet was doing what we love to do on this podcast, which is to speculate wildly. Non-story. Hmm. All right. This is why these are the least important stories in all the geek media. Uh, number two, Lois and Clark. Did you ever watch that show back when it Yeah, I loved that 90s? show. I remember yeah. watching it, but I don't really remember anything about it. Uh, anyway, apparently it ended on a cliffhanger in season four. Uh, let's see here. It ended on a cliffhanger with its season four finale in which the, the titular Lois Lane <laughs> and Clark Kent find a baby of seemingly Kryptonian origins. But according to the show's executive producer, Eugenie Ross Lemming, that cliffhanger was not intended as a series finale. So I guess it was an, it was an unplanned birth. Ha ha. Hmm. <laughs> see what i did wow it's quality wow. also terry hatcher told um entertainment weekly that it wasn't out of the question that the show's cliffhanger could someday be resolved <laughs> i guess they're open to coming back and reprising their roles um, i'm sure they are okay. those two aren't doing much these days yeah dean kane is he still alive scatter shooting while wondering what happened to dean kane uh all right the next thing i have has to do with the show cloak and dagger um but you put you better not say anything mean about cloak and dagger i will cut a bitch i'm confused by that one because it surprises (laughs) me that you know who cloak and dagger are two the show hasn't aired yet Oh, so see, there's a movie from the 1980s called Cloak and Dagger that I yeah have because a that's big what I'm talking about for. in this segment. A movie that well, came maybe out they're going to reboot ago. it or something. And what was you're that? Say what was that Cloak and Dagger it? about? That Cloak and Dagger is it stars Henry Thomas and Dabney Coleman. Give me the short. Uh, give me the short version, Ryan. The short version. Henry Thomas is a kid who's obsessed with like board games and video games and stuff, and okay. uh, he's reeling from the death of his mother, and he sees his his sort of board game hero Jack Flack everywhere he goes, and kind of sees spies and intrigue all around him and his little his jack flack sort of imaginary friend looks just like his dad and helps him actually uncover a spy plot and it takes place in san antonio texas it's a damn good movie it's a good one cool story yo all right no but this is about cloak and dagger the marvel show that's set to premiere on freeform this summer uh, but overseas, the show will find its way to Amazon Prime streaming service, um, apparently only in Europe. So that's why this is the least important story, because it doesn't you know, really matter to us, because I'm not in Europe. I'm here in America, and I would love for it to be on Amazon Prime instead of Freeform, which is one of the reasons I kept YouTube TV, because I was like, oh man, Cloak & Dagger comes out soon. I want to be able to watch it on Freeform. And until then, I'll just keep watching Harry Potter marathons, I guess. All right, uh, John Cena to star in Deadpool-esque Duke Nukem movie. I'm not going to read any more. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. That's that's right. not very that's not very exciting to me. I'm not too amped for a Duke Nukem-led project featuring John. But Cena. you don't like video games, so you wouldn't care. But I played Duke Nukem as a young child because uh, I remember when they're like you could like look at a peep show or something. There were there were no, risque. I didn't play that there game. were. Oh, well then why are you criticizing me, you son of a bitch? All right. <laughs> and finally, the least important story I will ever read about geek media. 
All five original Spice Girls have signed on to voice versions of themselves in an animated superhero movie, according to Variety. <laughs> the long-running music group have reportedly begun shopping the concept to various studios, though no details of the plot or to whom they have spoken to have been named. I think you and I should review that movie when it comes out. Oh, 100%. We would. We would have to. I think we, have no I think we should, we should like... Uh, get an uber or a lift to a like a movie movie tavern or an alma draft house or something and get really drunk and watch it yeah i think that's the only way to consume such a thing is uh with ample amounts of with alcohol and and highly elevated blood alcohol content yeah do some pre-drinking beforehand yeah yeah we'll we'll pre-game the pre-game i think we would have to yeah so there you go the inaugural edition of the up top down low I think it was a rousing success. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> and now for a look at the box office. Here's, <laughs> here's my jackass co-host, Ryan. Uh, uh, all these numbers come from boxofficemojo.com. Uh, last weekend, Ready Player One. Why do you one. say that every time? We know. We've heard it before. Because I'm citing new numbers every time. And I want to make sure I cite my source. I cite the sources on the things that I talk about on the show. I did too. Did you hear me? According to Variety, according to the Hollywood <laughs> Reporter, there's like three trades that talk about these things. All right. Uh, last weekend, Ready Player One had a $53 million, like it was a holiday weekend, so they did like the four-day total. Uh, it's in line for something like $180 million. It just It's all going to depend on uh, what kind of staying power it has, uh, but it that's, certainly that's will That's close not- to what you projected, right? You said like one, yeah, uh, I mean, one I, I thought, I something thought, like that? max 200 million dollars yeah. that seems to be spielberg's ceiling with everything except jurassic park he doesn't set, his movies don't tend to make more than that but it's not the strongest opening ever you know like for it to make 200 million dollars it would need a multiplier of almost four and like four was the um uh wonder woman multiplier so it's not making that kind of money and i don't see it picking up that way either so um 170 180 something like that i think is about where it'll end up uh, Tyler Perry's Acrimony opened to $17 million, and I think not great reviews, but I'm definitely going to see it anyway. Um, yeah, Black we know Panther. Why, we know what's leading you to make that decision. <laughs> we know what part of your body you're following in that. <laughs> Black Panther uh, had another $11 million. It's Jeez. now at $650 million and number four on the all-time domestic chart. Boom. And it's only got $7 million to go to beat Titanic. That's insane. It is like, which is, I mean, it's awesome. It's amazing. But like Titanic, you know, you just, for me, it's the thinking back to seeing Titanic in the, what was that? 95, 96, something like that. Yep. 97, Uh, 97. Yeah. Yeah. You just remember where you were then, you know, and it was such a big deal. It's just crazy to think about that. We're seeing that again. There's like stories on the news about girls going to see Titanic 13 times in the theaters and all that stuff. Now, Titanic isn't, of course, is not number one. Uh, uh, the Force Awakens and something else I can't remember right now uh, are number one and number two. Avatar is no, it already beat, beat Avatar. I can't remember. I think it's Avatar. Yeah, it's 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 the Force Awakens and Avatar number one and number two. Titanic is number three and Black Panther is number four right now. And it's not gonna unseat the number one and number two. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have enough momentum to get there. Um, but uh, it's huge. It's crazy. So it'll probably end up on the number n- number three. Um, it definitely will. It's definitely gonna make another seven million dollars. Um, I can only imagine made another ten million dollars. Uh, that's imagine. I never get that joke when you make it. It's not um, a joke. It's literally a song that the movie is about. <sighs> apparently. All right. I don't know anything about this, but I do know that it only had a $7 million budget and it's made $55 million so far at the domestic box office. So that's a huge hit for them. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising is not a huge hit. It only made $9 million and it's, I think it's third weekend for $45 million total. Not good. Wolf. Um, no, not at yeah. all. Uh, but of course it's eating it up in the, you know, uh, global box office. So they're, they're doing fine. Uh, just not domestically, uh, next weekend, uh, this upcoming weekend, a quiet place, uh, which you and I are both very excited about. That was me being excited, but also quiet about it. Did I throw you off? 
Are you laying out on me? Yes, this is a great moment. <laughs> Uh, I'm not really sure how to predict how much money a quiet place is going to make. One like, billion dollars. <laughs> no, it's not the the closest I can come to thinking of like an analog for it is something like the movie Lights Out. But I think Lights Out was a little more gimmicky than a quiet place seems like it's going to be. But Lights Out opened to twenty one million dollars and went on to make sixty seven million. Um, so maybe a quiet place will be somewhere in that ballpark. But I really uh, a quiet place has much bigger stars in it. There's uh, than so Lights much Out hype did. right now. This this movie there is there going is. to. I think it's in the expectations are high, but I, I early reviews are good. So yeah. I mean, the last time I looked, it was still at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, I can't wait. I can't wait until it's this year's get out minus the, you know, <laughs> cultural relevance, unless there is some, uh-huh. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I doubt it. Um, also opening this weekend is blockers, uh, which I think looks like a lot of fun. That's John Cena, Leslie Mann, and the funny guy whose name I can never remember. Um, this is about parents who sure realize he that, that. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is about parents who realize that their daughters have made like a lose their virginity pact for prom night, and so they set out to try to stop their daughters from having sex on prom night. But I, I think it's a really interesting like idea because it's they're really not making that different a pact than the kids in like American Pie have made, except that it's girls right. instead of guys. Um, but this is also the perspective of the parents and trying to, you know, go like go out of their way to stop them. Uh, I think it looks super fun. I'm definitely yeah. going to see it. Um, I think it's a really like inventive way to like, uh, you know, approach that whole thing. Cause now like the kids who grew up watching American pie are old enough to have kids who are like, you know, who are in yeah. that age range. And so for sure it's, yeah, it's just kind of flipping the script on them. I, I'm excited about that movie. Yeah. Uh, also, Chappaquiddick is coming out this weekend. I don't think it's going to make a ton of money, but it may. Um, you know, it could potentially be an award season thing much later, of course, in the year, next, uh, the end of this year. Uh, but I'm hearing it's very good, and it stars Jason Clark as Ted Kennedy. Uh, I really like Jason Clark a lot, so I'm interested to see him in a leading role in a movie that doesn't suck uh, like The Winchester. Um, and then also the miracle season is coming out. That's the like the high school volleyball movie with Helen Hunt, where they give away the whole boring. um so that's it for this weekend and then seasonal movie wager update john is in third place overall in our group of 46 points Mm -hmm. and i'm in fourth place with 39 points um yeah ryan is riding my rear wait that's not how you say that he's 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 at the he's behind me Mm -hmm. he's riding my coattails to glory uh, we skipped over Chappaquiddick so quick. You didn't even mention Ed Helms. I'm very excited to see him in that role. I oh, love yeah. his Who accent he... as he does that. I'm guessing a family is... member. I, I don't know the story yeah. that well. I, I what'd you, what'd you do, Teddy? Trailer, I, I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to be great. Well, I like, I like seeing him try to do uh, – I like always like seeing comedians in general try to do more serious things. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited about A Quiet Place. I mean, this is by no means John Grzynski's first serious role. Um, it's not even his first time directing a series movie, but uh, it's the most high profile version of those things. Uh, and I'm excited right. about that. Yeah. Unless we all forget, he could have been our Steve Rogers. He could have been our Captain America. So I'm always fascinated to see him in like, you know, non comedic roles. Cause I, I, I want to see, I want to get a taste of, of what it could have been like. Yeah, this it it's so happened. funny. This came up on on Eugene. Uh, our you, you and I have a mutual friend, uh, Eugene, and it came up on his. Yeah, Facebook we need to stop recently. mentioning him by name because uh, yeah, he doesn't listen to the show. He made that very clear to me. He's he, he says he keeps meaning to listen. We've been doing this for a year now. I mean, <laughs> get while the getting is good, you know. Anyway, yeah, what, but what, he what shared like his original, like his original post from back when that was still oh, up yeah. in the air who was going to play mm-hmm. Captain America. And I remember like really being down with the idea of Krasinski doing it. And clearly, Chris Evans has done a terrific job, um, and it's it's worked out well for everybody. But I I really think Krasinski could have done a terrific job as Captain America. In retrospect, cool. but it's so hard to disassociate him with Jim, and he just has that distinct look. And not that he can't do like physical and badass, because we've seen him put on a lot of muscle and we've seen him kind of play that action star role but he still just he he just still just has kind of comical face i don't hmm. i don't know i think to... he does well with uh the the beard helps him out because it makes him look different yes. than jim agreed yeah so if he he would be great as bearded cap as as nomad yes. that's a comic as book reference my, you won't understand not my twitter handle but my twitter name is bearded cap right now yeah uh how much longer are you gonna keep that going <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, probably until at least after Infinity War is over and it's died okay. down. Speaking of Infinity War, I've decided um, that with like, I think, 22 days or so to go before I see it on the Thursday, which I have my ticket now, you do as well. We are going yeah. to see it separately. This will not be an occasion for a mandate, but uh, I've decided yeah. between You're now and then. You're welcome for reminding you, by the way. Yeah, th- well, I appreciate it. I think I would have been okay, but, uh, but yes, because we're going to try to review it a little early, and I can't remember why, but we have good reason. Anyway, uh, I... out of town. That's it. Uh, I think I'm going to try to watch through all of all of the MCU before then. Oh, like every single one, or just the highlights? Every That's single one that movies, I movies, dude. That I I'm aware of the number. Every every single one that I haven't watched like within the last month. Um, well, so then, like that's I, like what four or five of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently watched. Um, Ragnarok, obviously, because it just came out on Blu-ray, and I watched The Incredible Hulk not too long ago, so I'll skip that. But you know, there's some of these that I haven't seen for a while. So, hmm. like, are Iron you going to watch them? Iron Man three, etc. You going to watch them in release order or timeline order? Uh, I thought about that. I haven't made a decision, so I think I'm going to watch them in release order just to make it a little easier. Okay, and you know, you can like skip Thor: The Dark World. You can yeah, probably skip but- Ant Man. I'm trying to prepare, like any good podcast host should, for our uh, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War preview show, which when I, when I listened to that episode, when I mentioned that we were going to do that, which I think was like the Ready Player One review, wasn't it? Yeah, because I, was, I finished listening to it today at lunch, and you have never sounded more disappointed that we are going to devote an entire show to previewing Infinity War. You're like, well, it was I mostly because I, I thought guess, you were... I guess we can do that. I thought you were overriding our makeup review for American Splendor, which we never got to. I thought I thought that's I thought you had forgotten and you were going to make us do that oh, instead I don't of reviewing things. American Splendor. I just don't remember them. There is mm. a difference, a very okay. important difference. Okay. Are no, but as long as, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I I wanted to do the recap months ago and you nixed it. You thought it was too much work. Oh, at the time it was. But I'm, I'm going to prepare my mind and my body for it. Well, I, I still think the version of the recap should be me getting really, really drunk and then trying to recount the MCU history, drunk Ryan, history style. As history has proven to us, the show is not any better when you get drunk. Oh, I think it is. I think for I get so you. much sillier and it's so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun for you. I, I'm not sure it's fun for the listener. Maybe we should do a Twitter and a Facebook poll. Should we do a drunk history recap of the this MCU? Did, uh, this, this also didn't work out for you very well the last time we did that. Yeah, well, that's because you had the worst spotter, hot sports opinion ever. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Be- before we move on to the next thing, I should remind the listening audience that the right thing to do is to subscribe to this podcast because it's great. You love it. We know you do. That's why you're here. That's why you're sitting there listening to the sultry tones of my voice and Ryan's. He's here too. Say hi, Ryan. Hello. That's enough, Ryan. But yeah, you should subscribe to the podcast. And then if you want to take it a step further, you should rate the podcast. We're very proud of our five-star rating on the Apple podcasting app. It's ongoing. It hasn't deviated. Those are all five stars. Uh, But if you want to take it... Even a step further past that, you could also write us a little review. We haven't gotten one in a while, and we'd love to have a new one. And if uh, you write us a little review, we will read it on the show. So that way you can tell your parents uh, how famous you are now. Ryan, do you hear that? Hear what? That sound can mean only one thing. It's time for the damage control roundup. And guess what? I have nothing. I don't. This is a first. I don't think this has ever happened. I literally have nothing uh, because, as I wrote on the run sheet, my life has been completely taken over by Breaking Bad season two. So I've been binging the shit out of it and have not watched anything else. I bought The Last Jedi on Blu-ray, um, and I've been meaning to watch the special features. I have not done that yet because I could have potentially talked about that. Uh, today was new comic book day. I've got s- so many comic books that I need to catch up on, but nope. Instead, it's just been uh, just been Breaking Bad, which I can't complain. It's great, but uh, I have nothing to report. I have not been to the movies. I still need to see Love, Simon. 
Um, there was another movie that came out that had like a really short release. It's based on a comic book movie, something giants. I I kill giants, fight giants, something. Anyway, I have no idea what completely. you're talking about right now. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a wide release, and it's a graphic novel that I'm not familiar with. But anyway, it looked cool. Huh. Um, and yeah, there's other stuff I need to see, and I haven't been to the theater except to watch the things that we're supposed to review. So. I've got nothing for you, so Ryan, I'm gonna hand you the baton. This segment. Well, hold is on, yours. hold on, hold on. I think we. I just want to ask you some questions. Questions about Breaking Bad. Um, ask me some questions because you uh, you say here on the run sheet you have two episodes left. I took the liberty of refreshing my memory through Wikipedia of uh, which episodes you have left in season two, um, and I just would like to know what you think the prologues with the pool and the stuffed animal are. Oh, you know, uh, up to this point, I thought about it a little bit. I don't know if I have an answer yet. I, I haven't formed an idea because uh, it's one of those things where, like, I'm so used to weird show structures and, and not being sure if something is a, uh, a flashback or a flash forward. I assume it's a flash forward, um, but it's, it's which, yeah, that's kind of what I've like, anticipated, but I, I don't have any idea at this point because, you know, you see Walt's glasses um i i don't think we've seen that stuffed animal before um trying to remember anyway no i haven't really formed uh, a well-articulated opinion about that i'm just you know at this point this is why i love waiting for shows to end um and so i can binge them all at once because i don't have to wait that long right but i will say that your oh what Hmm? tell me about your thoughts on the presence of Kristen ritter on the show oh my gosh i here's the thing i had no idea i had no idea she was on the show like as as someone who you know is a casual observer of the wider world of media and knows what shows are popular but doesn't necessarily watch all of them there's too many um but i knew that this was a cultural phenomenon and i knew of course that it starred brian cranston and um i knew the other guy's name was jesse pinkman and i knew the yeah science i knew i knew what it was about um but and because i watched the walking dead i would occasionally like did walking dead come on before it came on after so occasionally i would catch a little bit as i was tuning in for the walking dead um anyway uh, i had no idea Kristen ritter was on the show and i i feel like i need to reform an opinion here I believe I went on, I didn't go on the record, but I did say very officially that I, I did not find Kristen Ritter attractive. I think she's an attractive person, but I'm not personally attracted to her. Something about that that version of her, um, I find her very mm. dreamy. I mean, not the completely strung out, like, you know, recovering addict who's no longer recovering. Um, anyway, but I thought she was looking pretty cute. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, you what I was going to say real quick, real quick before you keep, uh, you know, wanting to move on. Um, One thing that I'm experiencing with the show, which is something, of course, that I experienced with The Walking Dead, and it's, of course, it's going to happen with a drama, but it's just like things keep going wrong, and and at some point I want them to stop going wrong. But I know that's not going to happen. You get fatigued. That's what happens when you binge. When you only watch one Mm. episode a week as they release live, it's like, man. These are some dire straits old Walt and Jesse have found themselves in, but I have a, a week to like recover and think about it or not think about it and then watch the next episode. But now I'm watching them all in a row and it's like, oh, these guys can't catch a break. Well, here's an interesting phenomenon with, in particular with Breaking Bad is that there will be a time when things start to go very right, but even as they're going right, they're going, they're going so terribly wrong. wrong. Yeah, I figured. Yes. <laughs> But there's a fun, there's a funness to that, and an excitement and exhilaration to when things go right for them. That's pretty interesting, and it uh, it implicates you, the viewer, and complicates your moral relationship to the characters and the story, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, well, you have a you have listeners that have watched Breaking Bad that know that you only have two episodes left in season two. Know that you have a hell of a ride. Um, oh, I know. Because uh, I mean you. the. <laughs> the end of episode uh, 11, which I guess is the last one I watched, um, was where he is uh, needing to, like, he's desperately, like, trying to figure out where Jesse hid the uh, the meth so he can make this delivery to the new distributor he has who uh-huh. apparently owns a lot of, what's that chicken store called? 
Pollo uh, los something. Pollos Hermanos. I've been to yeah. Los Pollos Hermanos. Right. Uh, I yes, I know that about you. Um yeah, but anyway, and he's getting a text from his wife who says she's going into labor, and I'm just like, oh, come on. And I know what he's going to do. Of course I know what he's going to do. So, yeah, I have a feeling mm. these are going to be uh, uh, stressful episodes. Yes. I can't wait to talk to you on the other side. Oh, so exciting. Okay. Uh, okay, so for me, uh, I've only watched really one thing new in the last week, which is uh, there's a new show on HBO called Barry. Uh, that stars Bill Hader. It's written by Alec Berg, who is a alum of Seinfeld. He used to write for Seinfeld. And he also had a character on Seinfeld named for him. Uh, and I always like it when he comes up because Seinfeld always says his name, Alec Berg, which makes me laugh. Um, but this show's written by Alec Berg and Bill Hader. <laughs> and so far, <laughs> so far, the first two episodes have been directed by Bill Hader. Are you familiar with the show at all, John? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but I'm familiar with Bill Hader. That, okay, that so this is yes, that counts. Um, this is a uh, it's sort of a comedy. It's more of a drama than anything else. Bill Hader plays a hitman uh, who is a um, he's a former Marine and uh, he kind of has like come back from the war and been sort of lost in life and not known what to do. And so he gets into being a hitman. Uh, Steven Root uh, sort of plays his boss. Uh, Steven Root, if you're not familiar with that name, he's the. Uh, did you did did you take my stapler? Have you seen my stapler guy? He's that guy oh. from um, Office Space. Um, Sarah Goldberg is in it, and also Henry Winkler. Uh, basically, he on, on a job. Yes, on a job, he has to go to an acting class to sort of tail a mark, and he gets really taken with the acting class and decides he wants to be an actor. Um, and of course, but of course his life as a hitman sort of collides with this in interesting ways. There's only two episodes out so far cause it's a weekly show on HBO, but it's really good. I like it a lot. And Bill Hader definitely has an eye, um, to direct. Uh, so I think it's a really interesting project. I hope he has directed all of the episodes and we sort of see him become a film director. I think that would be really cool. Um, and I just really like Bill Hader. I think he has an incredible range. Uh, you know, obviously you know him from SNL and he's been in several movies where he was, uh, very funny, but he also has had dramatic turns. Um, most effectively, I think in a movie called Skeleton Twins that he was in with Kristen Wiig. Uh, he's really terrific in that movie. And I just think he's, he's, uh, him and what's that other guy's name? Uh, Will something from SNL who was in that movie, Nebraska. They both just bring such interesting, they they both have a very interesting voice and um, I uh, am always interested when those two guys show up. The other guy I'm talking about is the guy that's in Last Man on Earth. You know, you know what I'm talking about? What's that guy's name? Maybe oh, it's not that's, Will. that's not Will. Because uh, the only Will I was saying from SNL is Will Forte, but it's not. No, um, not, not Will. Is it Will Forte? Who's Will Forte? Oh, it is Will Forte. Yeah, yeah. Will Forte. Who's, there we go. Yeah, It was McGruber. But yeah, last man. Yeah, McGruber, that guy. Yeah, I think that Will Forte also is so unique and has such a really interesting like presence. And to me, Bill Hader is sort of like that. Although I think Bill Hader has way more range than Will Forte does. Um, anyway, I really like this show. So if you've got HBO and you're a fan of Bill Hader, I'd recommend it. And then the yeah, other thing on my list is that I oh go uh-huh. ahead. I was gonna say it's hard go to ahead. picture uh, Bill Hader as a hitman and an ex marine. That's just he doesn't have the kind of physical presence I would expect for someone in that. Situation. Watch the show, dude. <laughs> Watch the show. <laughs> I don't have the HBO. I'm afraid I can't. Uh, well, there is a there is a scene in the first episode where he goes all business for a minute, and it's impressive. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Talk about Fart Cry. Yeah, I've been playing Fart Cry Five. Um, I noticed what you did there, John, and I'm not going to say it. Um, Fart Cry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh if you're i've never played a fire cry game before i've always sort of looked at them as sort of like a knockoff gta um and it is definitely that style game like an open world style game this one is set in rural montana and you are trying to liberate an entire county that has been overtaken by a religious cult uh which is interesting because it's proximity to wild wild country uh, although it's a different kind of cult than in wild wild country but it's pretty good so far i have blown up some stuff i've gone fishing I've driven around a lot. I've had a dog companion who I became very attached to and then was electrocuted and it made me sad. Oh, uh, wow. Which, yeah, he's uh, – luckily, the, the your little companions, whether it's a dog or a person or whatever, they can come back. Um, you just have to wait a while for them to be available again. Uh, but I didn't know that when he first died and I was really sad when he got electrocuted. <laughs> 
Um, it was his own stupid fault. He wouldn't go away. Anyway, um, yeah, it's super fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I'm enjoying it as much as I would. I enjoy the Grand Theft Auto games. Uh, something about Grand Theft Auto like allows you to explore and go anywhere you want and get up into mischief with almost no consequences. And Far Cry 5, basically everywhere you go, you get into trouble because there's cult people everywhere and they're always attacking you. And that's fun, and I, I like that. But I, I the thing about GTA, I think, that I maybe I like the most is just the ability to roam and do whatever I want and not get into trouble until I, like, trigger a mission specifically. I, I like that. And I don't think there's any other game that's sort of like that right now. Um, but anyway, that's it, Far Cry 5. And that is all I have been up to. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a fun video game. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> We need to get you a game system, sir, so you can play some games. We need to get you a PS4 and Far Cry 5 so that you and I can co-op and uh, get up to mischief together. That would be fun. Um, the last video game system I bought... Well, actually, no. I bought uh, a friend's uh, used Xbox 360 at one point to play FIFA. Oh. And then I gave that to somebody else. But really, like, the last, like, new system I bought was the Wii. And I bought that in, like, 2009, wow. so I waited several years. I think I still have that. I just don't know where it is. Is the Wii <sighs> still cool? Are people still playing the Wii? No. No, they are not. In fact, oh. Nintendo doesn't even support the Wii anymore. If you plugged it in, really? you wouldn't even be able to connect it to the internet, I think. Fascinating. I did not know that. I mean, I guess yeah. it did come out, like, 13 years ago, so... Well, and there's been the Wii U since then and the Switch. Like, you're two consoles behind on Nintendo. I don't really feel behind, but I get what you're saying. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Damage uh, Control Podcast and this installment of the Damage Report. What is next from us? Uh, our very highly anticipated review of A Quiet Place. I can't wait. I seriously can't wait. This is like... I don't know. Like I think about this a lot with the movies we like go to see because there's business involved even though po the podcast is like fun for us and we do it just for fun. We're not making I mean I don't know if this is a surprise to anyone, but we don't make any money from the podcast. That's that's crazy talk. Um but you know, we do this cuz it's fun and we like doing it. It's a creative outlet for us both and we love talking about this stuff. Um but it, this is it becomes part of the cycle where we like you know prepare to go see a movie we go to see a movie and we do it in kind of a clinical way where we're enjoying it or not um and kind of reflecting on that experience and taking notes and blah 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 so we can talk about it um so that just kind of it changes the whole like anticipation and delivery factor and so uh you know sometimes it's a blunted effect but i'm still super super pumped for a quiet place me too. Yeah, I'm seeing it tomorrow. Very excited. Yeah, I think I will too. I don't think I can wait. So anyway. Yeah. Well, and this is... I've successfully avoided every trailer except the original trailer. So if they have been, like, showing the creature in the trailers, whatever the creature or creatures are, They've I have no idea what closer, they look like. And I won't tell you anything, but, like, the, the final trailer, I watched that, and it, it it's definitely given you a lot more to work with than, hmm. than any of the previous trailers. So you probably approach uh, it the right way. I've seen nothing but them playing Monopoly and knocking over the lantern and John Krasinski going like, shh. That's basically yeah. it. That's all I really have seen. And that big, there's a big scratch on a wall. That's really, yeah, that's up it. the staircase. Yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great when you can see a trailer like a bajillion times, which at this point I have because I remember seeing that like when I went to see, uh, uh, what was the, f the, the fish sex movie we, uh, we reviewed? The Shape of Water. Best the picture shape. winner, Shape of Water. I was going to say Lady in the Water, but that's something else. Anyway. That is something else. Uh, yeah, The Shape of Water. I remember seeing the, the trailer for it then, too, and it wasn't the first time. So I've been watching this trailer for months now, um, and it's still exciting every time I see it. So I'm quite excited for all the movie. All right. Our opening theme song is Kaiju by Tribe One. You can check him out on Twitter at Tribe One One. That's at Tribe O N E W O N. You can also listen to his music at tribeone.bandcamp.com. And now, with some of his closing thoughts, here is Ryan. The thing that uh, Richard was talking about that I thought was so like tantalizingly interesting was not just that the scrolls replaced people, but that if 
Kevin Feige or whoever had had this in mind, you know, years ago, that there could be clues scattered across the MCU that we've never realized are clues, or they could at least take it, you know, they could harness some moments from other movies that we have never, you know, paid that much attention to that are clues that someone like Natasha Romanoff is a scroll or uh, who was the other person he said could be a scroll. Um, I'm forgetting now there was another person he mentioned. Oh, Bucky, that Bucky could be a scroll. Um, so that, that, you know, we could see that take place in Captain Marvel. That would be super cool. I think it is unlikely. Um, but because that, that, as again, that I love to give the, uh, the creators of the MCU, a lot of credit, Kevin Feige uh, specifically, but I, I don't think they've been thinking it through to that extent. However, I did see something today that was confirmed, um, in, I believe, it was Stanley's cameo and maybe the first guardians of the galaxy movie. You see this kind of on screen display. Um, and I forget, like maybe it's when, is it like rocket looking through a, like a pair of like fancy space binoculars or whatever. Uh, and on the screen it has some alien language and it's the scroll language. Uh, and so that was like probably the first time we've seen. Um, and it was actually the, the word excelsior in scroll apparently. That just shows that I'm not as much of a nerd as I think I am. Because one, I wouldn't have recognized it as a scroll language. Uh, and two, I certainly couldn't translate it. But uh, hmm. anyway, I, I like Richard's theory. I don't know if it'll it'll prove to be accurate. But who knows? Who knows what the future will hold? I just know that like whatever they plan for post, you know, in uh, Avengers four, it's going to be much more like cosmic focus. So I don't know if they would do like a secret invasion. But I could be wrong. Who knows? I totally uh, took over your your closing. No, thoughts, that was it. Time will tell. We'll see what happens. This is what happens when you bring up, you know, that kind of stuff. When you start getting into my territory, bitch. <laughs> Run. After the earth-shattering conclusion, once justice is served, one of the last possible moments, the world is again saved from the very brink of destruction. We'll be here to pick up the pieces. He's Bert. I am Ernie. This has been the Damage Control Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Game over, man. It's game over. Oh Bert. Oh Bert. I can't do a I can't I can't do a good Ernie. Well, I can do a pretty good Kermit. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not even the same. That's not even the I same franchise. Kermit the Frog here with the five o'clock news. Do you want to read the outro as Kermit? No. Waka, waka, waka! <laughs>